season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. Today is going to be episode two of three this weekend as we continue with the 2025 Spotlight powered by Titan Bat Company and Black Cobra Media. Today we've got Mississippi State Commit, IMG Academy incoming sophomore. We got Noah Franco on the show. Today we discuss the average day at IMG Academy. We talk about the advisor selection process, playing for Kings National, what it was like moving from California all the way to the East Coast in Florida to play for the IMG Academy with his teammate Dean Moss. Um, so just a lot of great content today, really dig into his career, really dig into IMG, Canes National, and even what it's like playing for, going to be what even what it's going to be like playing for a historic program like Mississippi State with Coach Lamonis. So um, just some good content. Hope you guys enjoy it, and let's dig in. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have the number five player in the nation for the 2025 class. We got Mississippi State baseball commit, IMG, IMG Academy outfitter Noah Franco on the show. Noah, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. So obviously you said you're in Florida right now. So what's what's the tournament you're in right now? Yes, sir. Uh, we're playing the Ultimate Baseball Championships. Well, right now we're playing with the 2025 Select 15 U Division. Okay, all right. So one question I always like to ask everybody as we we get into the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Noah Franco? So could you just dig dig us in a little bit right there? Yeah, so I'm a California native. Um, born and raised in California. I just moved out to Florida for IMG last year, so my eighth grade year. I've been out there for these past two years and hoping to continue to stay out there in Florida at IMG. Um, my friends will like describe me as like a quiet, but once you start to get to know me and I start opening up then I'll start getting more interactive with more people. Yeah. So you talk about, you go to IMG, of course, obviously a school mm-hmm. that's known around the nation. So let's, let's yep. dig into that a little bit, how you got connected with them. So obviously you're from California. What part of California are you from? Uh, SoCal. And then I'm from Downey, California. Okay, so when was it that you kind of got in contact with IMG, and how did that process go to where you ended up going there for high school? Um, so it really started like, like we would have my conversations about it. Um, wasn't really picking up, wasn't really a big t- topic until my roommate that was last year, his name's Dean Moss. Um, he was in a go, and then his his dad had conversations with my dad talking about hey, we're going to send Dina here out to Florida for IMG. Um, you should think about it for Noah. And then they had asked me. They didn't think I was going to say yeah, but then I was like, yeah, I would 100% take the opportunity. So it really, like, opened up their mind thinking that um, if I would be fine going out there on my own, living on my own, doing everything on my own. And then um, we got in contact with the with the recruiting coordinator at IMG for baseball. Um then just had talks and more talks. And then eventually I went out, did my tour. 
I really loved it. And then my parents always thought this place would really benefit, would be a great benefit for me. So then I uh, decided to go end up going there. Okay. So what, you were 14 years old when you were kind of put on your own, kind of away from your parents? Yes, sir. Okay. So what was that like being so young? Obviously, most people, when they get away from their parents for the first time, it's when they're 18 going to college freshman year. So for you being a 14-year-old, what was that like just being on your own for the first time? Uh, I mean, it was different. It was a different type of setting, but I was really able to adapt to it really quickly. Um, some people uh, take more time to adapt, but for me, it was, I was able to do it the next day. I was able to get used to it, able to uh, take myself to breakfast, able to take myself to lunch, take my, remember, remind myself what time to be at practice. So it was pretty easy for me moving on forward. Okay. So obviously IMG Academy, that's, I mean, that's a program that's known around the nation. I mean, there's high school powerhouse for not just baseball, but every sport. I mean, they have basketball, mm -hmm. football players going to some power five schools. So uh, what's just that average school day look like? Obviously it's kind of like, it's similar to a college campus, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's very similar to a college campus. So, so what's that? like the day, oh, my. no, go ahead. What, what's that average day? Look oh, okay. Like? So if you're on varsity, you have school in the morning. And then if you're on JV or freshman, you have school in the afternoon. And this is just for baseball. The different sports have it differently. But for us, it's you, know, you get to be at school at 740. That's the first class. That's when it starts. And then each class is an hour and 20 minutes. Um, so you have the, the period of the day is three. Some kids will have two with the free period. Um, and then once you get those three classes or two, however many you have, you have lunch from 11.20 to either 1.15 if you have the early lift or or you go straight to practice at whatever time your coach says. And then you have practice, do the lift, um, work on field, cages. Say you want extra work, you could ask coaches, hey, um, can you help me out on this, can you help me out on that? And they'll stick around with you, get a couple more kids, get a group going. And then you're basically done by 5 o'clock, 5.15. Okay. So are you interacting with a lot of those other athletes from other sports who are going to some big-time big programs as well? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm friends with most of the kids. Um, like, the sports that I go to with is, like, soccer and then the national basketball team. Like soccer uh, girls go at while we are, and then like the top soccer team goes while we're in school in the morning. And then like the national lacrosse team is there at the same time. So like we all interact. Oh, and then the top group for golf is all at the same time. So we all interact, all have classes together. Okay. So would you say that I, is IMG, is that almost a hundred percent athletes or are there kids who aren't athletes? Who uh, there are actually just kids that go there just for the schooling part. Okay, and if they're going there just for the schooling part, isn't that a pretty expensive school to go to? Yeah, yes, it is. I won't ask you numbers, but I mean, I've just heard that it's a very expensive school to go to. I just wasn't sure. But let's let's dig into the recruiting process, because obviously, if you're committed to Mississippi State already, that recruiting process for college had to be somewhat during that same timeline of you transferring, well, you going to IMG Academy. So let's dig into that recruiting process for you. When did that recruiting process get started? And when did you start getting noticed by some D1 teams? Um, it really started my eighth grade fall. So coming in, I was, before coming to IMG, I was like 77 on the mound. I was 
not as fast. I was running a seven six. Like my numbers were down. I just needed. I was a. I was a tall kid, lanky kid. I just needed to get used to my body, get, get some muscle on it. So it didn't really. I did I had no. I had no interest come, before coming to IMG. And then, at the same time as I come to IMG, I'm also. I had just joined the Canes. So I just done my first tournament with the Canes in. Um, oh, also in. Uh, oh, it was in Panama City last year and then so during that time i had gotten my first interest and that was with miami okay so mainly my interest was mainly on the east coast southeast region yeah okay i didn't really nothing really from the south from the west as i didn't really play out there and my focus was mainly to stay on the east coast because um i really love it out here on the east coast yeah so when you had that first conversation with miami uh what were those conversations Mm -hmm. like And then how long was it until other teams started reaching out, starting to notice that you're going to be a top player in the class and they should probably go after you? Um, I mean, at first conversation started slow, just starting to get to know me. And then um, when they, like when they started to come out and watch the Canes, because the Canes, the team I'm on is a great group of kids. Like now we have, most of our team is already committed. Um, We have a lot of high named kids on our team. So Last year at this time, we had a lot of coaches just in the stands at these big tournaments, just watching everything of us. So, I mean, it started to pick up even during the school year in my eighth grade year with like um, Tennessee joining, Florida joining. What else was it? Uh, Georgia joined. Florida State. So like a lot of the ACC, SEC schools started um sort of uh, having more interest in me and calling me and just trying to grow a connection with them. Yeah. So you said you joined the Canes around the same time you went to IMG. So throughout mm-hmm. that recruiting process, what was more like, how did each program help you get recruited? Um, just at IMG it really helped me with like the development part, like personal development and um, developing mentally and physically. Um, and mainly just like, I was able to like to be facing got like dudes at IMG during the fall and then going into the spring, just getting me ready for that, for those moments coming into summer. Yeah. So when you're playing at IMG, are you mostly playing teams in Florida or do you guys travel quite a bit to go play some top teams? So last year I was put on the top team that I was able. It's called junior national. It's like the top freshmen and sophomores at IMG. But then there was the two eighth graders. That was me and Dean. And we play the a similar schedule to the national teams um, at IMG. And then, but on that team, we stood local only in Florida. But then this year, again, me and Dean were the only freshmen on the second national team, National Gray. We went to the PG Showdown in Alabama, and we won that one. And then we also went to the PG Showdown in Panama City. Okay, so when you're playing at IMG, you're not playing normal high schools, right? You're playing other academies, other... Oh, no, we're playing um, normal high schools. We just can't play playoffs when it comes to time at the end okay. of the season. Okay, so you guys basically go off that same schedule as other high school teams? Yeah. But once yes. they go to yeah. the tournament, like state tournament, you guys are just done? We, we Yeah, our season ends already. Okay, so then you guys, I mean, pretty much all you... If you guys are good enough to play at IMG, you guys are good enough playing for a obviously Canes National, other big-time teams. And you guys probably all just 
transfer to um, travel ball teams in for the yeah. summer? Okay. All right. So moving yeah. back into that recruiting process a little bit. So who were some other teams mm -hmm. that started reaching out to you? Who were some other teams that you were talking to um, before you ended up choosing Mississippi State? Um, it was uh, Miami, as I said, Florida, Georgia, um, Tennessee, Florida State. Um, and then it was because I really like kept it. I didn't really want to like expand it so big to where when I really wanted to start shortening it to like tell these coaches and then like Duke and them because like I didn't really want it to be like all these schools and now I had to like sh call these coaches and tell them to shorten it. So like say I would have like the one or two calls with them, but say if I personally like really wasn't feeling it that like interested, then I would just like tell my coach for, uh, for the Canes to tell them that like it really wasn't going to work between us. Yeah. So is that yeah. kind of why you kept it in that same region? Obviously. Yeah, I really kept California. it. So were, yeah. there, were there any schools from that, uh, from the west side of the country that were talking to you that you were interested in, or was it mostly just that same region? I mean, like the schools would uh, try, but like I really personally did not want to go back home. Like I really just see myself out here in the East Coast. Okay. All right. So obviously you've probably been to Starkville before, right? If you've already committed there. Yes, sir. Okay, so mm -hmm. what's that? What's that? What was the visit like when you went there? Like, just take me through that day. What were you seeing? Uh, what were some things that really stood out to you? So, Mississippi State had wanted me to go to a camp. It was over the summer before. Uh, it was before a tournament. Uh, this was right after they had won the national championship. So, we had um, we had went, and I knew that they had the top three. I just didn't know where it was. Like top three. Um, stadium in college baseball and I'd only seen it on tv and I'd never seen it in person yeah and as you're approaching the stadium you're like you you don't think it's a college stadium it's just like it's, it's just, very advanced with like it's 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 huge it's humongous and like the amount of seats that are there um the amount of people that you hear that go there like don't even sit like there's in right field you just um there's barbecues and then in the pavilions they just like there's just like brick um brick walking walking center and people just stand there so this place gets jam-packed in season okay all right so obviously you just finished your freshman year of uh, your freshman year of high school so there's mm -hmm. a lot of kids who either commit now as um as freshmen or there's some kids who they wait sophomore junior even senior year to commit to a college so what was it to you that made you decide so early in your high school career um, I felt like this was going to be the right place for me with the coaching staff, the way I was able to interact with the coaching staff and the way that they included me as, as family. Um, and then just, again, this, um, the stadium was a big part because I want to play in front of a lot of people and a big fan base. Um, and then like the area, um, the area of Starkville is bulldog nation that all you see is the maroon and white around all of Starkville. You see banners, you only see the logo, you see it everyone, every building. So that was pretty, that was pretty neat when you were walking around, driving around Starkville. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, with you being so young again, and there's a lot of guys in your class who are uncommitted, are you kind of a, a recruiter for Mississippi State in a way? Like, are you 
when you're talking to players who you're playing against, playing with, like, are you hyping up Mississippi State being like, hey, man, like, this is definitely a place you should check out? Are you kind of in people's – I mean, yeah, because, like uh, – I mean, yeah, because, like, you also want to, like – you want to you want to make a powerhouse. You want you want to win another – you want to bring another ch- uh, national championship to that school. Yeah, so obviously when you're playing teams – uh, when you're playing some of those best guys in the nation, you're trying, you're in their ear. You're like, Hey man, come play with me. Let's, oh yeah. Let's go win a natty. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, you guys have some good commits already besides yourself. I mean, Samuel Cozart, Jacob Parker. I mean, I, I, when I was looking, I think there's probably what seven or eight guys in your class already. Uh, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like five or six. Yeah. Oh, five or six. Okay. So do you have a relationship with any of those yeah. guys yet? Uh, I mean, yeah, we all, we all have a group chat. So we all, uh, connect through there and then we see each other through through these tournaments and then we like just we just meet up at these tournaments and say what's up to each other yeah so have you gotten a chance to play up against some of the guys that you'll be playing ball with in the future uh i've actually gotten a chance to play against all of them like uh sam samuel cozart uh we've played i played a team like a couple times same with jacob parker and jake parker they both on the louisiana knights together okay and then i just got a chance to play against gay boyd Okay, and Kozar, he's a pitcher, right? Yeah. Have you, so have you gotten a chance to get in the box with him? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Okay, well, that's going to be pretty interesting for you, I guess. I mean, playing up against some of your future teammates. But anyway. Yeah, I will be. Um, how has your relationship with that Mississippi State baseball coaching staff, how has that evolved these past couple months since committing? Uh, now we just – it's just like – now it's just like turned because like now it's not talking about – now they're not trying to bring me into the school. Now they're just talking about how their season has been going, what t- what injuries they had faced, because that's what really messed them messed them up uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, that's what we were really talked about, and like what they would work about at practice, <clears throat> the new weight room they just they just opened up, um, and then just kids that they're looking into and wanting me to like contact them and try to open their ears up for Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah, so Coach Lamonis, he just went to Mississippi State a couple of years ago. So yep. was, has he been the only coach for Mississippi State, head coach, to be talking to you? Or did that recruiting process start a little bit before he got there? Uh, no, he was um, he was a, as, he was a head coach as when I started talking to him. Okay. Yeah, because I know he was, he was at, at Indiana, the school that Indiana. I Indiana. Yeah, he was at Indiana. That's the school I go to. So, obviously, when I talk to some guys on the baseball team here, I talk to them about Lamonis and the new guy, and they just talk about how great Coach Lamonis is. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, let's move into the Canes National a little bit. So, you said you switched to the Canes National when you switched to IMG around that same time frame. So, who were you playing before you switched to the Canes? Uh, I was playing with a team from SoCal. They're called MVP Hustle. And then I would play some tournaments with Meta Prime, or at the time they were Alpha Prime. Okay. So what what difference have you seen playing for the Canes national team um, compared to those two other teams you were playing for in California? Uh, this team is – you're filled with studs. Um, you're just – all of them are big-name kids. Like, all of them have a background on why they deserve to be on that team. And they have all shown it from our pitching staff to our two ways to our hitters and to our defense. It's all shown why we all deserve to be on this team. Yeah. So playing for the Kings national team, you're playing with guys who are from all over the country. So are there some guys who are mm-hmm. from the States that kind of have a, a lot different background than what you have? 
Um, uh, I, actually, not really. No. Mainly, most of them are either from North Carolina. Not, not really. Okay. We all have a similar background, yeah. Okay. So, with you being an insider of that program now, for this is going to be your second year going on this summer? Yeah. Okay. So, with you just being an insider of the program, what has led to all this Canes national success? Because nowadays, I mean, the Canes are a, a name known around the country. I mean, they've had Joe Adele, Mackenzie Gore, a couple of other first-round picks that get drafted from the national team. Uh, so, what's, with you just being an insider, what's led to that success in your eyes? Um, just the connection and uh, the connection and chemistry we have with each other and the coaching staff, the belief, um, the trust and belief we have in each other. Okay. So obviously another travel, another travel ball experience that you got to experience was that perfect game select festival last year. So what yeah. was that? So what was that event like for you? Uh, what, what, like, how did you, how did you figure out that you're going to be a part of that event? How were you invited? And just overall, what was that experience like for you? Uh, you knew you were going to be invited when you, after that showcase, they would call. So Jeremy Brown, he would call the 48 kids who make it. And he would just tell you that you've made this like this in like the report days this time that Ben Ford will send out this email for roommates and all that stuff. So that's when I knew it was middle of, um, it was in August. That It was the beginning of August. So then leading up to September, it was September 4th. That was the game. So we go the second drive to Fort Myers after school um the first day was check-in day so you were just really chilling out with all the players in the players lounge so we were mainly just playing video games playing pong just hanging out with each other uh, it was a really good experience yeah so um, got, it was have you gotten the chance to build some good relationships with other guys who were uh, top of your class oh yeah like I'm, I'm really close pretty much we all we also have that group chat so we're all really close in that one so anytime we see each other out out and about like at these games we make sure to say what's up to each other yeah so but so those 48 players that were invited to that perfect game select festival um are most of them on that pbr top 25 list list that came out a couple of weeks ago uh a majority of them are and then um, some of them really haven't done pbr they've mainly been either perfect game and known around there okay so talking about that pbr list obviously you're number five on that list i mean that's really high up there so when that list came out, what was going through your mind? Like, what are your what were your thoughts on the ranking when you saw that your name was that high up there on their list? Uh, so we had just gotten into Atlanta, and I wanted to make sure that I was going to go hit. So me and my dad were on our way to um, on the way to the cages, and I had seen these kids that were just posting their new rankings, and I was like, oh, oh, they just came out the new rankings then. So then I was waiting. And I see a notification on it says prep baseball tag doing a in a post. I said, Oh, okay. So I click on it and then I look at the thing and I see that I was on the first slide. I was like, oh, I made I made a one whole slide. I made a two slide jump because before I was twelve. Okay. Um, I was twelve and then I had jumped to five. Okay. So I mean, obviously ranking a lot of players, they don't really take like a lot of thought into rankings. Obviously, it's really cool to see your name on there. It's cool to get that yeah. city. But um, is there any thought in your mind that you're kind of think you're aiming for number one right now? Like, is that a thought in your mind? Or are you kind of uh, back right now? Um, I mean, definitely. It is a thought in my mind. Like, the whole goal is to be the top of your class. And even if, like, you don't get to that top, knowing that you were a chance to be there. Um, but realistically, you're, the job's not finished. So, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, like, 
I mean, I'm happy about five, but like, I know that I should not be satisfied with five. Yeah, of course. I was just curious because I know there's a lot of players who they look at that ranking and they say, oh, whatever. And obviously being ranked number five, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good honor. So I was just curious. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously you're an outfielder and you're a first baseman and you also pitch, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what the game says. Yeah. So is that your plan to stay in college? Are you planning on being a two-way? Have you talked to Mississippi State about it? Or do you think you're going to be a, a position player only when you come to college? Um, I'm, I want to be a two-way. Um, and they, they're at, they want me to be a two-way. So, like, until one works better than the other, as of right now, they're both working at the same, like, I, I've been up to 92 on the mound. I've ran a 6'6", six, 9", six, 94 from the outfield. So, like, um, so, like, and, I, like, I hit in game. So, like, I'm able to prove that I should be a two-way in college. Okay. So, let's dig into being a pitcher first. So, what is your pitching repertoire? Obviously, you said mm -hmm. you 92 off the mound. But what are some other pitches that you like to throw? Uh, my second favorite pitch is my changeup. Um, that one mainly I throw to righties. Haven't really like developed it and uh, mastered it to throw against lefties yet. Still working on that. Um, and then my other one, I mainly just throw a slider. So trying to work on a curveball. My curveball really, I haven't really been able to get it to like spin like a true curveball. It ends up turning slur so then I mainly just throw a slider in game okay so when you're trying to add a new pitch how do you go throughout that process of thinking okay let's try this grip let's this is the new pitch I want to try and then how long does it take till you're comfortable enough to usually throw that in a game um I only work on say I want to add a new pitch I only work on it during the fall at IMG or in the off season when when I'm not playing at all okay. I make sure not to think about it in season so it doesn't like mess with my mental with my mentality so what is that off season for you because obviously you're putting you're doing scrimmages in the fall at img you're playing in your spring season at img and then all summer you're playing in wwba all these big time tournaments so when exactly mm -hmm. is the off season for you uh uh we have like we don't really like start up at img till like third uh second week of september like fully start up so like during that time, I don't like for those first two weeks, three weeks, I don't throw at all. Uh, sometimes, but like during the break from Thanksgiving to second semester, like in between the time, I know we come back, but I don't throw. Like I make sure to take time for my arm to rest and I don't pick up a baseball at all. It's hard, but I have to do what's best for myself. Yeah. So are you mostly focused on hitting at that point when you're? Uh, yeah, during that time, I mainly focus on hitting, lifting, and mobility. Okay. So when you're lifting, obviously, I know baseball players, they like to lift different in the offseason compared to when they're lifting in season. So what's yeah. your approach to weightlifting and training for baseball? Um, I, I don't do the difference. I do the same. I just don't do the same intent. Okay. Uh, in season than I do in the off season and in season I mainly do I'll add more um uh more quick twitch type of movements uh like box jumps that type of stuff okay so digging into your hitting a little bit what is what is your hitting approach so when you're watching that you're watching the guy ahead of you you're on the on deck circle watching the pitcher 
and then you start walking up to the batter's box. What are you trying to do with each at bat? What are you trying to do with each pitch? Well, early in the count, I'm trying to get my pitch. So I will um, I'll get up on the line, make sure I take away that outside, outside zone because I have long arms, so I'm able to get out there. Say he throws it like a ball or a little bit off the plate, I'm still able to get there and put that ball to the left field. But, like, I try to, like, hit the ball where it's pitched and say he hangs it, I have to make sure um, that ball is not going to come back. Yeah, of course, of course. So what – what exactly – if you were a scout watching your game, what would be your scouting report on yourself? Um, he likes he likes to jump on the – he likes to jump on the ball or in the count. And then with two strikes, he's short, he has a short, a short and quick um, swing. Okay. So what – so I mean, you said that three years before you head to Mississippi State. So what are some things that you're wanting to fix? What are some things that you would technically consider your weaknesses right now that you want to fix before you head to campus? Um. Uh, I, sometimes I get a little too jumpy. Uh, we like to fix that. Make sure just like calm down a little bit. But that's mainly a big one. Then just like a timing mechanism. Like sometimes like facing like slower pitching, I'm a little bit. I just don't know when to load. So like those are the two main things, and those are like the two only things that I need to like keep working on developing before I uh, head off to college. Okay. So being, being a guy who's from Southern California moving to Florida for high school, uh, what, do you have a favorite baseball team? Like, is it the Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm so, I, I, no, I'm, I'm uh, for sports. I'm all, I'm all uh, LA. So I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Rams fan and Lakers fan. Okay. So have you gotten the chance to watch Ryan Pepio yet pitch? Like Not yet. On TV? Not yet. Not yet. All right. He's a he's a good guy. He's from Indiana too. Had him on the podcast a little over a year ago. Great guy. So I I'm watching the Dodgers as well right now because of him. But I'm a Cubs fan, so I usually I don't like the Dodgers, but kind of have to watch them right now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. let's let's move into your advisor selection process a little bit. I told you before the recording, trying to be an agent once I graduate from Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask you a couple of questions, get the player side of things. Um, so when was it that advisors started reaching out to you? Uh, it was this, uh, this fall, this uh, end of summer, this fall, when they started reaching out, cause like they don't reach out unless they see, uh, draft prospect in you. Yeah, of course. Cause that's what they, that's what they're really looking uh, That's what they're really looking for. Yeah. So when advisors were reaching out to you, was it mainly through text, phone call? Were they talking to your parents first? Um, was it in person? When, how exactly were these guys reaching out to you? Um, they would reach me through Instagram. Uh, and then I had this other advisor for like where all the college coaches would text him and he would reach out to me. He would uh, get these messages and then he would forward them over to me so that I could get in contact with these different advisors. Okay. So how, overall, by the time that you had these advisors reaching out last fall to where you actually selected an advisor, how many different agencies and advisors reach out to you? Uh, there were a, there were a good amount. Uh, okay. I would say like either ten or eleven. Okay. So throughout but, that process, was there something that stood mm-hmm. out to you as something that was like, okay, I definitely don't want to go with that specific guy because he did this. Uh, I mean, there's like these um, there's like these certain uh, certain agencies that have these different philosophies that I wasn't really a fan of or uh the certain agent uh I mean yeah agent advisor that 
I wasn't really like I wasn't able to like communicate and get um, interaction with like as if they were like another like a really close person to me. Okay, so you don't have to name drop or anything of who you actually decided to choose, mm-hmm. but the guy that you did decide to choose, who, what does he do to put himself above everybody else? Uh, he, I'm able to talk to him just like he's one of my closest friends. Okay. He, um, that's just the connection we have, me and him. So now that, now that you've decided to go with this guy, um, how has that relationship evolved and how have these conversations changed now that he knows that he's your guy? Uh, now we just like, he'll be out here, uh, in a couple of days. I, when I go back home, he's from my area, but like, he also has like, guys like jazz chisholm so like he comes out to miami to come see him does his um uh all of his all of his work done so i get to see him a good amount and then he comes out to img sometimes so like the conversations now just turn into like catch up and like whenever you see these videos on like twitter when i'm throwing or hitting he'll 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 facetime me he'll say so what's up now how are you, where do you get these all this all this velo from yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's always great to have those type of relationships with an advisor. That's what I'm yeah. down the road. That's what I'm trying to have. I'm start, I've started the kind of the recruiting process with a couple guys and like the classes down the road. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to do is build like that friendship type of vibe. But yeah. Business like as well. Um, but I just got a couple more questions for you, man. Uh, it says the remaining meeting times under four minutes. So just going to finish off these couple questions pretty quickly. Uh, so what would you say some of your passions are beyond the baseball field? What do you like to do when you're not on the ball field? Um, only other thing I do when I'm not on the ball field or the gym is play video games. Those are the okay. really three main things that I okay. do. All right. So what type of video games you play in? Uh, I'm, I'm a, I mainly only play a movie, the show. And when I'm not playing a movie, the show, I'm either playing Call of Duty or, or 2K. Okay, so when you're playing the show, are you playing Road to the Show franchise? What exactly? Oh, uh, Diamond Dynasty. Diamond Dynasty. I only play okay. Diamond Dynasty. Yeah. When I was when I was a kid growing up, I, I had I was Road to the Show or franchise. I couldn't I couldn't play all nine innings for Diamond Dynasty. It it just too, took too much out of me. Oh, I make sure to put my grind in when that game comes out. Uh, for that for that first week, I make sure to put my grind in, and like it gets harder over time because like with more stuff getting on your schedule, um it's harder to put time into like putting playing video games. So like there was a time where I literally didn't even touch my PlayStation for a good month, a month and a half. Yeah. Like for me, like I liked Road to the show. I was just like, all right, I'll hit have four at bats every game, catch a couple balls. Besides that, I don't want to go through the whole game. So that was just, that was just me. I like getting through the season. Yeah. Uh, but one last question for you. I know this is probably going to be on the back of your mind, but NIL is a new thing that came out last year. And with mm-hmm. you, being going to college in three years, um, there's going to be a lot more things coming out for you. Um, so just when you head to a college campus and you are able to make money off your name, image, and likeness, what would be one dream brand that you would love to work with? Um, one dream ba- brand would probably be, I would say Nike. Nike. Okay. That's if Nike reached out and we connected, that would be a good one to have. Okay, that's. I mean, obviously, that's a great brand that's known around throughout every sport. So that's always a good brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have said the J Care podcast. I would have been cool with that too. <laughs> uh, 
besides that, man, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I, I'm a big fan of your game. Looked into you these past couple of weeks, and I'm really, I'm really excited to see where you go these next couple of years. I'll definitely be following you. I want to wish you the best of luck this summer. Best of luck the rest of your career. Hopefully, we can stay in touch a little bit. I'll get you some podcast merchandise. Mm -hmm. Wear that around some tournaments. Get me a couple of your right. on the podcast or something. But besides that, man, just pre really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I really uh, enjoyed uh, talking to you, spending time here. Uh, I know we've been like texting for. I have. I was like switching a little schedule because I was getting a little bit busy. But luckily, that now we were able to have that. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR Podcast. Really like to thank Noah for coming on the show today. Have two great episodes so far this weekend. Obviously, Cannon Golden yesterday, Noah Franco today. Um, but we even got one more special guest coming on this weekend. Some more great content as we're going to end the weekend off for a 2025 spotlight tomorrow. We've got the number six player in the nation. we got Landon Schaefer coming on the show uh, tomorrow. Um, lots of great content here, great, uh, great content yesterday, great content today, great content tomorrow, great content next week as we have three guys related to the state of Texas, so kind of a little extra part of the Texas baseball series with my Evolved Baseball training I did a while back. But for any more updates on the podcast, make sure to follow our website, follow our social media. Website's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. So check those out. Get some more updates. Learn more about the podcast. And I will catch you guys next week.